9, verse 1 through 7, and it reads, And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. Verse 2, And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? Did this man or his parents that he was born blind? Verse 3, Jesus answered, he said, Neither had this man sin nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. What was the purpose of his blindness? That the works of God should be made manifest in him. He was born blind and it's nobody's fault. Verse 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Verse 5, as long as, bold statement, this is who I am. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Verse 6, when he, Jesus, thus spoken, when he declared who he was, I am light, I am revelation, I am insight, I am knowledge, I am the son of God. And when he said that, when he had thus spoken, he put action to what he said. He spat on the ground. Let me show y'all something. He spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay. Verse 7, and said unto him, go, wash Ain't nothing wrong with you. I spit water on the clay, made some salve to go on your eyes. Now you go cleanse yourself. Not my responsibility. I've done what I, what I came to do. Verse 7, and said unto him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is very significant. And that pool there, it, the names mean sent a messenger, right? He went his way, therefore, and washed, did what he said, cleansed, cleansed out that salve, that anointing that was rubbed on his eyes, his physical eyes, but our, our spiritual eye. And he rubbed it and, and did what he said, what Jesus said, and what happened, and came seeing. Topic of conversation this morning is neither. That's it. Neither. Neither mean to indicate that they are each untrue. <laughs> Look at your neighbor, just say neither. Nobody sin. Nobody sin. You were born. You were born that way. Because you are God's masterpiece. And you were born that way that the works of God should be made manifest in you. 
Most gracious Heavenly Father, we bless your name. We give you honor and we give you praise this morning. There is none like you in the earth, God. Your presence is so strong here. We say thank you. We bless your name, God, and we give you glory and we give you praise for what you're about to say and do in this place. We thank you for the word, the rhema, the water that is washing our soul. We bless you. We don't take it lightly, no, we take it for granted that you have chose us to unhook us from that system that is asleep and unconscious and unaware of who you are. But we light a fire upon our own self, saying our lives have purpose and our lives have meaning. You chose us before the foundation of this world. Now let us reconnect back to the world that you chose us for. We bless you and we honor you. Let everybody in this place say amen. Hey! And Jesus passed by, and he saw, who saw? Jesus saw the man which was blind from birth. Jesus saw the man first, and not the man saw him, for he was blind. Christ first looked upon his chosen one. He know who's supposed to be awakened because he says in the scripture, God, those, daddy, father, God, daddy, those that you gave me, I won't lose not one of them. And see, where we get it confused at is we look at the condition of where a, per a person is, but God is looking at the, the number that I've chosen you to be awakened so I can demonstrate who I am in you. And you didn't choose him. He started calling you. Because in the natural, this man was known as a beggar. In his natural state, he was known as a beggar. But Jesus saw him as the emblem. Emblem meaning a thing serving as a symbolic representation of a particular quality or concept. So Jesus saw him as an emblem of God's elect in a state of nature who being conceived in sin and a transgressor from the womb, therefore alienated from the life of God through his ignorance and his blindness. So, so in a natural state, Jesus is walking the earth, and he sees this man known to his community as a beggar. But Jesus sees him as an emblem, as one of the ones that God says, I'm gonna, he's, God's going to demonstrate who he is through him in this earth. He's blind. He's blind to his true sight regarding sin and sin and, and sense of his own condition with respect to Christ. In other words, when you are blind... When you, are, when, you, when you can't naturally first, when you cannot see, you're left to the mercy of somebody guiding you, right? And then sometimes they get, they get these animals, these dogs that can help them, sometimes people, and then sometimes people that are blind build up their sense consciousness so that, okay, I can't use my eyesight, my natural eye, but I can use taste, touch, and, and smell, right? And so they build up these senses because they cannot see to get around. And what I'm trying to tell us today is we were born blind. Why? Because God says at my appointed time when I get ready to unhook you from, that, from you being asleep, 
I'm going to wake you up because it's something on the inside of you that's going to guide you around. So when you are blind naturally, you have to be guided around. And when you are blind uh, uh, spiritually, you have to be uh, uh, guided around. When you are awakened, you have to be guided around. So we can't say we ain't used to being guided around. He was unaware of who he was. Uh, him being blind, he was blind to true and spiritual knowledge of God in Christ. Blind here means twofold. It means to enclose a uh, surround with smoke. In other words, his mind was cloudy. His natural sight was cloudy, and it, his, he was cloudy as to who he was. But cloudy is cloudy. In other words, he had the ability because of his cloudiness to blow smoke without fire. Y'all don't try to light a fire before, and don't let it be wet and you light it. All it do is just smoke up everything. You, and you can't really see through, through the fog, through the smoke. And so here he was blowing smoke. Blind uh, figuratively also means to inflate with self-conceit, high-minded, to be lifted up with pride and ego. So naturally, he couldn't see with his physical two eyes. Spiritually, pride and ego, his humanity was on the throne that made his vision cloudy. Blind, the failure to understand that settles upon our soul. He's unaware of his extended capacity because he was born this way. Verse 2 says, and his disciples asked, asked Jesus, say, who, who fault is this? Who missed the mark, him of his parents? Who erred? Who sinned? Simply, simply, they asked this because the man was blind. The disciples pointed the finger because the Mosaic law says that someone must be guilty or did something to be in the state that he was in. The Mosaic law, this knowledge has no life. It reinforces sin, the error thinking, and the penalty of sin, which is death with me, you are asleep. This knowledge of sin, missing the mark, or error thinking is the illusion. It's the smoke. It's the cloudiness. Right? And the reason he was born blind, Romans chapter 5 says this, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, right, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that, all have sinned. Y'all, y'all, listen, listen to what, what the scripture says. Paul says in Romans, he says, Wherefore, as by one man's sin, what Adam did, considered the fall, right? Entered the world, that is how sin, everything entered the world. And death by sin, that means you fell asleep, you fell a consciousness, you fell into this fog, into this smoke. Way before we were actually born into this three-dimensional world. And so death passed upon all men for that, for what I just said, the scripture said, all have sinned. Look at your neighbor and say, neither. neither. It was passed to me. For until the singing law was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. He says, 
Sin came into the world through one man, Adam, and death followed. We fell, we fell asleep. I don't want to have to go back through God put Adam to sleep and never woke him back up. So death came through Adam and, and through, and through uh, death through sin. Uh, and so death spread to all people, no one being able to stop it or escape its power because of that all have sinned. Listen at this. Sin was committed in the world before the law was given. But when there was no law against it, sin was not charged to anybody. Y'all all are just shocked right there. Because sin was around long before Moses came off Mount Sinai with that stone and with that faded glory, with that veil over his face. And before Moses came down and said, all right, let me get some order to y'all. Let me try to control y'all. Sin was in the camp, but it was not charged to anybody. You better shout neither in this place. Because this is how the purpose of the law, the law was added. You can read it in Galatians 3, chapter 19, chapter 3, verse 19. The law was added after the promise to Abraham to reveal to people their transgressions to make people's consciousness of the sinfulness of sin. The law was ordained through angels and delivered to Israel by Moses, the mediator between God and Israel. Listen at this. This is Galatians 3. And it says, to be in effect until the seed will come to whom the promise has been made. Say it have an expiration date. And, it, and here's the thing. The law was put in place to only show me. It gave me a consciousness. It gave me a mind to think on what, to look at myself and say, oh, I'm, I'm a sinner. And I've, and, and, but the only purpose of it was to show you that you were going to need saving. Y'all don't hear me this morning. It was here before a knowledge or language was even given to it. And Moses is the one that went up the mountain, came down, and says, here's your language regarding to where you are. Moses is the one that brought the illusion to us. And the illusion... Here's what I found out in my study. The illusion is not actually the sin. The illusion is the guilt of it. The Kenten commandments make you guilty. I feel bad. I feel unworthy. I don't think God can use me. And you have this knowledge that's not even true because along with uh, 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 the, us being sleep passed down, us born sin into error thinking, this knowledge has been passed down to make you feel bad, to make you feel unworthy. And the only purpose of it was just to show you in the, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, that when God finished, he, he started the process of completing his plan, that you were just going to need the rest of what he had to give you. Yeah, yeah. Come on, yes. 
So the law was only, this Bible, to be in place, Galatians chapter 3, to be in effect until the seed, until the Christ consciousness, the word, the anointing would come to whom the promise had been made. Before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto faith, which should afterwards, after the law, be revealed. The law was our schoolmaster, this Galatians chapter 3, to bring us to Christ. The, the law was the schoolmaster to show us our, our thought process, but religion say your behavior. But behind your behavior is what you think. And so it was to show you your thoughts, your error thinking. And because religion is an outside, it's not even the image, it's a shadow of death. Says, I'm going to identify your behavior because I don't know that the identity is the thought and to work from within you. That's the reason why when you go to church and you, you are uh, uh, the type that, that they ain't used to dealing with, they talk about you and, talk, and, and preach on sin so bad and run you slap out the church. Ain't nothing wrong with you. They don't know how to minister to you. It's just like sending a child to school that, 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 that has a short attention span, but really they don't have a short attention span. They, they really just so so in tune with who they are spiritually. The teacher cannot teach at that level because you're not acting like the other kids. So what they suggest, I'm going to give you another knowledge. Something is wrong with you. And I need you to take this medication to slow you down because the truth of the matter is I can't keep up with you. I don't know how to teach you. It was never meant to live by. If it has an expiration date, and it does, I prove that to you, right? Until the seed of promise come to those that it's been promised to, right? It says it, it was never meant to live by because there's no life in it. It has an expiration date. Man took it and stretched it out of context for their personal use to control, to manipulate us, to scare the hell out of us. Because I don't, if anything outside of that, I don't know what else to do for you. You might as well leave the church because you ain't fit for God. Speaking on behalf of God from the shadow. They do it. The purpose is to keep us playing the blame game and pointing the finger. Who did it? Your mama, who did it? My daddy, who, 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 why you like this? Because of my environment, because of my experiences. But before you got a conscience of it, right, it was here. And you never called it that until the Ten Commandments, until Moses said, this is the knowledge of it. 
it gave you the illusion, that cloudiness. It gave you the illusion that it's something wrong with folk, that it's something wrong with all of us. That's the reason why we group off and all of us look the same in a group and all of us dress the same in a group. And if you can't look this from the outside, you can't be with us. God is not pleased. And that's the reason why we group up. But in the kingdom of God, you are individually called out of darkness into this marvelous light. And it's not a group effort. It's an individual. Why? Because we are the individual expressions of God in this earth realm. It amazes me. It amazes me. I wrote this thought down and I wrote it for myself. And I said I'm going to share it with y'all. It amazes me how much perception plays a part in our lives. The truth can be staring me in the face. But if I can't identify it as truth because, of my, because my perception was passed down to me. And instead of saying, what happened? Why? What is the purpose of my blindness? Because of the knowledge that was passed down to them, they say, who fault is it? How in the world are you seeing in your mother's womb? But that was the thought of the day. Go read it for yourself. I don't have all day. Y'all give me time. My timekeeper ain't here today. But it was passed down. So they say for you to be anything physically sickness in those days, somebody had to do something. Verse 3 says, Jesus answered and said, neither had this man sinned nor his parents Right? The question was, who did sin? The answer is, neither that should have left them puzzled. Why? Because of their knowledge and because of their being sleeping what was passed down to them, they were looking for someone to blame. And I inserted this right here. The first step to rediscovering who you are is recognizing what keeps you from knowing it. The first step to rediscovering who you are is recognizing what keeps you from knowing it. And when I wrote that down, another thought came to me. It says the Bible is divided into Old Testament, New Testament, right? So in the New Testament scripture, we are no longer influenced by sin, but by grace. We're no longer influenced by the error thinking, by, by, by the smoke, right? But by grace, which we know is spiritual influence. But when I went back and gave definition to New Testament, new means up to date are the latest. So why we keep working the old when the Bible clearly states it's a new, it's some up-to-date latest evidence. And testament means evidence or testimony or proof. So the New Testament is updated. It's the latest version of God. It's new evidence or proof in the scripture. That we, here's the proof. Here's the new evidence. We are no longer influenced by sin. We are but by grace, and, and neither is the answer. You are blind, but so that the works of God should be made manifest, and that word manifest means completed in you. I started a process, and we got all off course with this knowledge, 
right? And we start adding stuff and taking the stuff away to elders. But here's the truth. Here's the truth. Here, here's what's really in the Kool-Aid. Is that the people that try to enforce it are not even living it themselves. They just hide it and then make you feel like something is wrong with you. And why? Because the elders that introduced this loophole, and I preached that before, they was looking at what, how it was going to benefit their pockets. The purpose of the blindness is so that the works of God might be made to shine in him, illustrated in him, to appear in him, to be made manifested in him. We thought God was finished with us. That's the reason why y'all need to quit listening to fake book. And y'all need to quit listening to people. Because God has a plan from the, he started from the, he had finished from the beginning. And we keep living in old, outdated testament evidence of sin, of the sin era. And he said, there's an expiration on that. As a matter of fact, it's just cloudy. And it have you blowing smoke because it have you in your ego, in your carnality, not wanting to take responsibility for yourself, but to stand there and point the finger and give reason as to why you are where you are. But I say time up. New, new idea, new information, new evidence. And it is in you that God is going to finish his plan. It's in you first, as you, and then through you. And a lot of times we are guilty of getting to the through you when we haven't even allowed the in me. We are his workmanship created in Christ for good works. That means good is not talking about uh, 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 you your, your morally. Good, if you better look it up every time you see it. Look it up in the, in the, in the dictionary uh, 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 and through Hebrew or Greek, and it'll tell you whether it's talking about morally or it'll tell you if it's talking about God. Good in the Bible sometimes means God. So this good work here means God labor which God prepared beforehand that we walk in them. What is the good works? The works is, we want to be seen first, but the work is, the work is the work that has to be done on my heart so that I can come out from under that smoke so I can quit blowing smoke. I rolled up on a young man one day and I was getting ready to mess with him and I let my window down and when he let the window down, the smoke came out. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, how you? The smoke that was going on in the car just rushed out. I couldn't even see him for the fog. And that's what I'm getting ready to tell y'all, is that you finna stop blowing smoke. You finna stop acting like you there. Why? Because you don't have to, because you're going to understand why you are where you are. It has a purpose, but it also has an expiration date. Do I have any, any God works in here, any God labor, any good work that's about to be performed inside of us? In this place. The Bible says we are his workmanships, meaning that which workmanship here means that which is made, a manufactured product of. God cannot work through us unless he works in us. It is important to note that we do not manufacture these good works. 
it's important that we don't make this up. Because you're gonna have an experience. You're gonna have a situation that's gonna cause you to choose. And if you keep playing with it, manufacturing, knowing that's not where you are. And you don't have to, you don't have to manufacture it. You are the manufacturer. You are God's workmanship. You, you don't have to make it up. You real. You real. So it's, it's, it's important to note that we do not manufacture these good works. They are the results of the work of God in our heart. It is God which worketh in, in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So Paul, Paul uh, in this text, he reveals something that stuck out with me. And I wrote out my notes. The secret of Paul's good works was the grace of God. It's to be influenced by spirit. That's the word. But they told you if you dress a certain way. They told you if you hang around certain people. They told you if you in our group, we, we are God, manufactured, and they ain't nothing. But can I tell you, nobody is at fault here. Facebook, nobody is at fault. Before, long before Moses went up that mountain and came down, sin was in the world. And here's the thing, nobody was responsible for it. How many of us want somebody to be responsible when all of us, it was asleep or is asleep? And then he says this right here when he says, neither has sin. Nobody is responsible for it. It's about the workings. The God's, I came to complete what God started. And what's so crazy is the same people that rejected him are some of the same people in the old knowledge that prophesied of his coming. But because they were so into this old knowledge and they were so into the benefit of the old knowledge, when the truth hit their face, they couldn't even see it because they were locked in to what was working for them. He says this, but I must work the works of him that sent me while it's day. The night cometh when no man work. The only reason why Jesus made that statement right there, he says, all right, enough talking to y'all about what happened as to why this man is blind. I came on assignment, and I'm going to be leaving soon. So I got to, I got to, let me show you something. At, at this point right here. He was referencing his, er, his earthly work was coming to an end soon. So since I don't explain to y'all, I don't gave y'all some rhema as to why this man ended up like he is. Now let me do the work, cause the rhema is to help you to understand, to tell you these things so that you'll understand you ain't guilty of nothing. And it gives you the opportunity without the penalty of death and you want to kill yourself and you are ashamed of things that you have gone through and was done to, done to you and that you did. It was to take all that away so you can freely see. I'm turning the light on so you can see what's really in there. And when you get in there, you're going to really realize that other knowledge was a veil. There ain't nothing in there but me and you. Yeah. 
He says, all right, I ain't got time. Y'all should understand that. And that's my question today. Right here, do you understand that you ain't guilty of nothing? That this veil, this illusion was only to you allow you in the old state of mind for a certain period of time until I, the seed came. The real, I see the seed, the real knowledge, the truth, the revelation. And now I want you to expand. So he says, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light. As long as I'm the indwelling Christ, the true spirit man, whom God made in his image and likeness, I'm the orderly arrangement in you. I'm the original. You, are, you have this. You are the original. That's why the expression is individualized. Because if you try to be like me, then Kathy can't really walk in high heel shoes. She's learning. I can wear high heel shoes. We talk about it all the time. And I give her pointers, start here, because I used to come walk in heels. And I give her pointers. But if she wanted to be me, she going to put some shoes on that don't fit her. Because you wear a size what? I wear a size 11. So my shoes going to cause you to stumble and fall. But if she go get a seven, and I passed the information to her that was passed to me about high heels. I studied high heels. I talked to people that wore high heels. And I learned what works for me. So me wearing high heels is just like wearing tennis shoes. Because I got the correct knowledge on the shoe. See, see, we'll go look up. If we really want it, we'll go look it up. We'll go talk to somebody about it. But when it comes to this right here, we come in here and we manufacture for no reason at all because I am the manufacturer. I am the product of God. As long as I am in there, there is some orderly arrangement, the original word creation of God. I am the light, the revelation, the insight, the knowledge. And I'm going to turn the light on in him to show you that there's nothing in there but me. Blindness is smoke. Causes me to blow smoke. And verse 6, so when he had, when he had spoken this, y'all going to catch it after a while. He spoke it, and then he put the work in on what he spoke. He didn't speak it and say, I'm the light of the world, and then sit there and say, come on, God, do it. I'm waiting on you, God, to work it out. If you don't do it, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I stand here in need of prayer, God. Uh, empty pitcher before a full fountain. God, pour in me, pour in me, God. Work it out and do it on their behalf. Make them, make them do it. They don't know who I am. I am the anointed ones. And you don't mess with God, anointed one. God, work it. Make them, make them pay for what they said. Make them do it. Do it, God, and show them all this pride and arrogance on the inside side of me. Side note. I don't have this in my notes. We all are the anointed ones. We all are the Christ consciousness. He, he, he might not have awakened the ones that are in this sinful era. It ain't their fault it was passed down. And if you're going to take that same, same grace for you, do it for somebody else. 
He didn't get you when you did it and said it. And he ain't going to get nobody else for doing it and saying it to you. We all are God's children. Told y'all about that, 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 that era knowledge. So when he says, I declare I'm the light of the world, right? He spat on the ground and made a clay of spittle, made clay of the spittle of the spit that he spit on the ground. And then he anointed the eyes of the blind man. Mixing the clay with the saliva was a common practice used for eye infection in those days. The Pharisees was not worried that he was healing the man, but they was bothered that Jesus healed the man, here go this word again, on the Sabbath, which was contrary to their traditions of the elders. But Sabbath spiritually means seventh. It means the seventh month, the seventh year. It means restoration, restitution, return to a former state, atonement, completion, perfection, and wholeness. But the religious through the Mosaic law, here's the lie. They say you rest on the seventh day. You don't do nothing because God rested. And that right there got Jesus in trouble in John chapter 5. Because he says, as long as I see my father working, if he's working straight through, so am I. And I'm not finna abide by your traditions. I'm not finna abide by y'all manipulating and controlling me and trying to keep me in a place for your benefit. Because remember the elders, they are the ones that found a loophole in the Ten Commandments. They were the leaders that enforced, enforced it and imposed it on the people, but was not following it themselves. Because what did I tell y'all? What did I teach y'all? When their family members needed something and, and, and they, they needed them to give it to them, only thing the elders would say, I don't set this aside for God. And knowing good time well, God didn't need whatever. And so that I don't give you my money, I keep my money in your pocket. But me being the leader, I'm a, you got to give to me. Y'all don't hit me. Y'all better understand how this stuff came to fruition in the church. Manipulation and control go way back. They took it and they stretched and expanded the law into something that it was never meant to be. That's how it got in the church. The elders. Way back then says, we're going to get a loophole. We're going to let the people follow this, but we ain't. Ooh, Jesus. And after he spoke it, I am the light of the world, he put work that matched his words. He spit me, which means patu, P-T-U-O, on the ground. Changed the condition of the ground, right? And he come up with a salve, right? And, 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 and the spit in the ground made a clay, and the two became medicine. He says, come here, come here, let me water the ground, because the ground is hard, and I can't get out of it what's really in there. But if I spit on it, if I give some water to it, and I work it, the works of my hand, this clay, I'm going to come up with some medicine. And what he did was he worked, he worked it, and he came in, and naturally he put the salve on the man's eyes. 
But can I tell you that, that spiritually I'm spitting. And sometimes I, I literally spit. But I'm spitting the rain of the water. And the water should become medicine to the clay. Y'all don't hear me. It should become water on your soul. And you use it to start washing off that diseased mindset. It's the rhema is to soften your heart to break up the follow ground on your eyes, on your, your mind's eye. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. Jesus said, Patoo. water on the clay. And all of a sudden, the condition of the ground changed into medicine, to healing, to wholeness. And he got down there and he smeared it. And he turned it with the works of his hands into what he wanted it to be. I am whatever you need. I need you to say it. And then I need you to put the words behind it. I am. I'm going to spit on this ground. And I'm going I'm to work. I'm going to smear this. This ground going to turn into what it was intentionally uh, intended to be used for. Jeremiah, look at the potter in the clay. See the potter work the clay. He see a mart in the clay. And he began, he broke it all the way down. And he began to work the clay with his hands. And he says, I'm pleased with this vessel right here. Can I not do with my people what I want to do with my people, Jeremiah? And y'all run to men and women of God like they're your God. And they allow you to do these such things. But my job is to spit the rhema so that the water can hit the mind and begin to make medicine and healing for your soul. Y'all might as well give God some praise in this place because I know I'm preaching. I'm giving you some life. And let me tell you this too. While I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to me. I'm becoming too. I might be a little bit ahead of y'all. But I'm preaching. I have to do it too. I'm not finna pretend like I'm y'all God. So he spit on the ground. A combination of water and dirt becomes medication. For your sight. Me spitting at this rainbow. How they do it when they get to playing with them records and spinning them records. I'm spinning. He's spinning, but I'm spinning at some water so that it can hit that clay so that your mind, your ground, your soul can begin to change and loosen up some. Because while you were asleep, it became hard. You couldn't produce nothing. You was in ghost land. You was blowing smoke, baby. But here I am to tell you the smoke is about to clear. You get ready to walk out of that cloudy mind. Look at your neighbor and say, Nita. Woo! Oh, I felt that right there. Spit and ground become medicine. Y'all ain't ready this morning. I said y'all ain't ready this morning. 
And he said to him, once the ground start loosening up, once you, you, you can start telling that there's, there's more, there's an expansion that exists on the inside of you. He said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Go here, meaning you're walking in faith that your fight, your sight is going to be restored. So as I preach the rhema, as I spit on your mind to loosen up the ground, as you walk from Sunday to Sunday, you should start begin to see some things because you're actually working on yourself. This is not going to happen by osmosis. You got to put the work in. Death and sin has been taken off the table. And Jesus have the key to both of us. So what are you waiting on? He said, go wash in the pool. Go cleanse yourself. The pool of Siloam means to deny the false idea. This is the same pool made by Hezekiah. I don't know if y'all remember, I preached this a while back too, because he was surrounded by the enemy. And where he was, was a, a, a river that, that actually uh, uh, support, supplied the city. So he couldn't, he was surrounded, so he couldn't get to the water supply. But some of his people says, you know what? We are locked in. And I realized that, you know what? Locking in is good for you. Because what they start doing is digging from the city that they was within. And when they start digging, they got down there far enough, that water supply, water began to spring up. So he said, go wash, because on the inside of you, it's time for birthing. It's time for the water to break. And there's some water about to come forth. You about to see what really exists on the inside of you. Y'all give God some praise in this place. These fake enemies will have you thinking and you sitting there shriveling. And the only thing you need to do is start digging. I don't have no idea what you have. Start digging. So he says, you with the blind eyes. I don't broke up the ground. I don't gave you some medicine for healing. I don't gave you the raiment to let you know that ain't nobody responsible. You were born asleep. So your life is going, God's going to get the glory out of it. And in this text right here, when this man came seeing, when you read uh, further down in it, his neighbor says, say, isn't that the beggar? Isn't that the beggar? And then the, the, the religious people, the Pharisees, says, uh, uh, who, who healed you? And he began, he didn't want to tell them because at that time, y'all listen at this. At that time, if you say anything outside of what they were saying in their synagogue, they put you out. Because they knowledge don't support. I was blind, but now I see. Oh, they knowledge says you a beggar. And his neighbors say, isn't that the beggar? The church people say, isn't that the beggar? You getting up out of here, why? Because you didn't belong in there anyways. Because that that's on the inside of you can't be boxed in. And the only way that you begin to dig inside of yourself is to realize there is no box. He sent him to cleanse his mind and heart, and he came sin. Cleansing leads to the coming of the, the coming 
or the consciousness of the indwelling spirit of truth of Christ. Just as he sent Jesus, sent the man to go clean. It is your responsibility to use the rhema, the water to clean, to use it to break up the follow ground so that you can begin to see what's really going on, the illusion first and then truth, so that you can come seeing. And I'm going to end this with this right here. John 17 and 5 says this, and this is Jesus saying this. He says, and now, Father, glory me in your presence with the glory and I had within me before the world began. And so what Jesus was saying and what the light of the world did for this man was that he says, not Father, glory, which means to exalt me in your presence with the glory, with the revelation, with the insight, with the knowledge, with my purpose, my reason for being why I'm here and alive, with what I had before the illusion came. And so people, God, I want to clear up the illusion and I'm going to leave you with some positive notes. It's the very fact that ain't nobody guilty. I know it was done to you and I know you did it. But let me tell you, death was passed down to you. And just as one man brought death into the world, the Christ consciousness that exists on the inside of you is going to bring you life. And it is time that you get off that hamster wheel and you stop the blame game. That means I got to come out of that illusion in that smoke and put my smile uh, uh, ego to the side so that Christ in me the hope of glory can take over this my body and the Christ consciousness began to rule the temple the answer is neither when they come to you you better start saying neither you should blame them no I'm not how you gonna blame the Bible tell you the blind leading the blind, they both end in the ditch. And the one that's leading the blind, but both the blind get mad at the first one that fell in. How? When they both were blind. You are born blind so that you can start digging these imaginary enemies around you that you don't place around you with your words. Gonna cause you to start digging. Gonna cause you to, cause, cause it's gonna feel like death. The supply outside of you can no longer, uh, they don't cut that off. That's what I'm doing today. I'm cutting off your outside supply. <laughs> Why? You may go tell somebody else that don't know, but you can't come tell Pastor Prather. And it's gonna cause you, you gotta start digging that and find out that that exist in you. And stop going to people that are agreeing with you. And stop running to people who want people to agree with you. You want out. You want in so you can come out. You want in so you can come out. Ain't nobody to fall. All this stuff was intentionally. It's all outdated information. Start using New Testament, new proof. Start using that right there. That's saying where I am now, where God is now. And that is, it is time for the manifestation of the sun. The earth is moaning and nature is moaning and groaning and people, and because our eyesight is so off, when people do come for us from help or help, we reinforce what they got going on because we don't know who we are. Because we won't clean off our soul. Because we keep filtering what they're saying through our own third cloudiness and still coming up with error. 
It's time for development and growth. I say it's time for development and growth. Y'all might have another 20, 30, 40 years. Time is not for me. And you got to decide your time. It is time. God says that you were chosen for a time as this. You keep trying to uh, bring everybody else with you according to what you know. And because of what your, your thoughts are, you misread what's really going on. You're the one that they look into, but because of where you are in your heart, they'll look to you. Uh, you can't give them the correct answer, so you perceive it and you get mad. <laughs> and even if they changed into what you wanted them to, that's not the best version of them. And that's not even the reason why they're looking unto you. It's more people for you than it is against you. But because you have this war raging in you, and it speaks loud, you really can't hear out, you turn outside of you into what's going on inside of you. And then you blame them. But they looking towards you because of what you actually have. And they just waiting. It ain't going to get no better until you do. It's not going to change until you do. You better know you loved. You better know God has a purpose for you. You have not messed up so much that all of a sudden. But, but another thing, too, that... that uh, haunts you is where you're coming from but he chose you he he'll choose them if he desire so they're gonna stay in that knowledge you can share that don't mean nothing you can share they'll listen that's good don't put any expectation on it put the expectation on yourself of becoming that's what that's what illusion uh, say if you are listening to me I'm right, but even if they listened to you and became what you wanted, they'll manufacture a God just like you. Am I making sense? So it's like, it's fine. All of us out of 45, he picked one. And because of pressure, we tend to try to walk the line because if they ain't going to say you who you are if they blind. Only if people that can see going to say, girl, you bad. And they probably will forever see you as Stephanie. And that's fine. We ask for blind people to tell us who we are. When that, when that beggar went and washed and come back, his neighbor said, still labor him. Ain't that the beggar? Go read and finish that chapter. And the religious people put him out the temple. <laughs> They say, who, who, because you broke my traditions. Because we ain't giving our sight to the blind. We following rules. Religion say, you got to follow these rules. Even if I know you high, you better hide. That's the reason why you out. To work on your insides. Amen. Y'all give God a hand clap of praise.